welcome to Bladespot. It is Tuesday, the 24th of January. My name is Ben, and on the line it is Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I am good as well, thank you. Uh, yeah, we were delayed. We were going to do this earlier. Obviously, United you know, played on Friday, but we thought we'd just wait a few extra days to see if there were any further developments with takeover and with uh, the developing news. I suppose that hit us mm. at the end of last week after we'd recorded. Uh, which, yeah, maybe we can talk about that straight straight off the bat. I suppose before we get into um, get into the whole game, and that is uh, Dembargo Blades. Yes, yeah. Um, it's really odd. There's so much stuff flying around. I, I don't know what to believe and how serious it is, or or what. It's, it's, I, I think I listened to Four Blades earlier, and I completely agree. I think it's embarrassing for mm. the club and the fans. I think that's definitely. I've just been saying to you, I've been getting some uh, views from Wrexham, and even their fans are like saying it's a disgrace that Sheffield United aren't paying for the players that <laughs> could probably get them up to the Premier League. The way things are looking, and I totally see that. Uh, you know that that way of thinking from rival fans. I won't be happy if it turns out Burnley have been playing for their place, for instance. But let's just hope we can sort it sooner rather than later, because it's the only thing hanging over us at the moment. That's that's a cloud. Massive credit to the the players again. I mean, Neckinbottom sort of said in his post match interview about you don't know about ninety nine percent of the things we've had to go through this season and we've overcome them all. And I think I think it's bad behind the scenes. I don't think there's any getting away from that, but. I just hope it's not that bad that it derails what is looking like a fantastic season. Yeah, it's. I like you. Yeah, I was I was annoyed to see that. I think that's my main emotion. At it is is annoyance because mm. uh, yeah, I, club should pay its bills. You know, yeah. <laughs> we went to Derby last season, and uh, you know, we were there were the Derby fans. Were, was it last season? Yeah, it was last season. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Derby yeah, yeah. fans. You know. Chatting abuse about the AFL, and we're all chatting back at them. Pay your effing bills, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm on yeah. board with that. That's that's absolutely what United should be doing. And this seems like a, um, yeah, a, a, a correct uh, sanction from the AFL. What? Oh, what? Does... I'd like to say we're we absolutely we absolutely deserve to be under embargo. I don't think there's any if we're not being paying debts at all. You know, for for players, we I'm not going to knock the AFL at all for this. I don't think they're doing us in. I've seen a couple of people say. Oh, it's all because of the West Ham thing. <laughs> you know, they're trying to get us Wait, back. On, and what? We haven't paid his bills. Yeah, what we haven't paid his bills. The West, bills the West Ham thing from 2007? Yeah, people are <laughs> saying this is the payback. for. Yeah, it's just nonsense, obviously. But, but yeah, we deserve it. Absolutely <laughs> that deserve was a completely it. different body. That was the Premier League. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I mean, one thing... There's not a massive amount of information about this. It obviously came out like late Thursday night, I think, like or late-ish. I, I didn't see it till uh, till Friday morning. And then United put a statement, a very brief statement out um, on the day of the game itself, which is, yeah, basically, uh, it does at least say like, yeah, we're you know we acknowledge this. We thank the AFL for like its assistance and taking into account a number of unique circumstances, which I assume refers to the fact that we are in the process of a takeover at the moment. Mm. It doesn't sound hugely serious in terms of, um, what did it say here? United say, da, 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 got the aim of working to a resolution early next week. And yeah. the second that this bill is paid, this is what the EFL sanctions say, we're no longer under an embargo. So it's not like, yeah. Yeah. it's not like we have to prove that we're financially secure for the next three transfer windows or anything like that is literally just no. pay this bill which whatever it is whichever club it is to um i mean you know reading between the lines it's probably a payment on armored isn't it him being well, i can't see it being anyone else we've not was, bought anyone for three years i mean yeah, I suppose exactly, it could yeah. be I suppose it could be Brewster or McBurney. I, I surely would have paid them at Burnie fee off by now seeing as he's out contract at the end of the season i'm not sure how it works but i think last season the accounts showed that we owed 80 million pound out in transfer fees Mm-hmm. And we've taken all the parachute payments in one goal last season. I'm not that surprised it's got to this. I th- I'd hope that if the Prince were thinking of staying on, he would have covered it with the position that we're in yeah. or sold a player. Yeah. And I think it's fairly... There's two ways to look at it. It's fairly encouraging that we've not sold anyone because you'd think there'd have been an absolute fire sale at the beginning of this window to you know to, to sort this out. And the, the, the wording United have used about the... Uh, what is it? Sort of unique circumstances. Hmm. It does suggest it's about 
I think I think this is just I don't I'm not in the know. I just think the, the prince is kicking the can down the road mm. and say and you know sort of trying to get get the new owner to pay this for whatever that may happen because he don't want to pay it. I mean it's not good it's not good from him, but at the same time I can understand it on a personal level, you know. But yeah. um that's what I think. I think he's kicking the can down the road and he might have to kick that can down the road until the end of the season. Yeah, it it does seem like a sort of not administrative error, but like something mm. that we knew, something that we kind of like knew was going to come about, like at some point, yeah. I guess. And maybe we're just sort of all right with it. Like you know, it's, it's not absolutely critical that we uh, are not under an embargo right now. I feel like we can still technically sign players. It just needs written approval from EFL. Yeah, um, I, that it only happens. What I can gather, if if we have a massive crop, for instance, if we have. You know, Davis and Fodringham get injured. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I mean, Reading have been signing. They've been under an embargo yeah. for like two years, yeah. and they've been signing players. Uh, obviously, off free transfers. This, yeah, I suppose the difference with this one, I don't know how it works. The difference is Reading have got done for paid up. They did what Wednesday did basically. Paid did went over the financial fair play, whereas we're not paying a club. If it's another member of our league, that may might things a bit more messy. I'm not sure. You know, if say it's Swansea. And Swansea are saying, "Hang on, we want to sign this player, but you're not giving us any bloody money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to sign him." I can I can understand that, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting week. If we, if 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 I wake up tomorrow morning and the embargo's lifted, I'd, I'll have massive confidence that we're going to get through the season with no real problems. Mm. I think the idea of signing a player is probably off the table. I think the the imp will come on to the impact of Jefferson in the past two and a half weeks for me. I'm not bothered about that anymore, to be honest. Uh, if he can keep that up, I, I mean, Bernie's obviously back. I, I don't think it's desperate that we buy a player. I think it's desperate. I think it's really important that we don't sell or anything stupid happens that, that makes us, you know, get points deducted or something like that. I think that's mm. the main issue. Yeah, it's, it's it seems like a cash flow thing, doesn't it? I mean, we know yeah, that we day, I think, yeah. way we've structured all these all these deals and and the incomings as well. You know, the Ramsdale it wasn't the Ramsdale deal. It wasn't like. Arsenal just gave us twenty million pounds, like you know, just transferred it straight into our bank account. It obviously mm-hmm. will be spread over uh, various windows and various incentives and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it works both ways. But it looks like our, um, you know, our own account has uh, <laughs> run empty, I suppose, at the point where we were due to make a payment. So, and I think this is what's happened. I think we've we've banked everything early on, and that's probably rather re- the reason we've still got Burger and we've still got Indai mm. and we bought an L. I can't believe that we bought an Alan Einstein. It makes no sense to me in a, in a financial sense that we did See, that. Yeah, I, I can because it's. Uh, I, I suppose think, yeah, you could double your money. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's an investment. Like that's mm-hmm. you know that's kind of like taking a loan out. Man, that's, that's not the other way. Sorry, but bad comparison. But I think that was good business. Like if you've got if you can raise the capital there to make that investment, you can be pretty confident you're gonna at least get your money back. So it's kind of like just moving money from one account to another with a potentially high return on investment, I suppose. So that yeah. doesn't surprise me. So the investing in the... Uh, the one that does surprise me, in hindsight, is investing in the training pitch. I guess maybe that's like such a mm. sticking point for Heckingbottom or whatever, and they're just yeah. sort of like, look, we we have to do this. But mm. in hindsight, it's like, well, hang on, we, we, that was like two million we spent on that, isn't and it? it seemed and, like there's no, there was no point of doing that. Because <laughs> obviously, he's been turned on, but you know, we might get a month worth out of it before the weather changes anyway. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs. We can only say, I, I've, I've had messages from people saying... You know, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And I've had messages from other people saying we're going into admin. You know, and the truth is probably in between that it's not. It's it probably is a worry financially in the sense that the worst case scenario probably is we're going to have to sell players mm. before January's out. That's the that's what I hope the worst case is. Whereas the best case is it's just a case of who's going to stump up this bill, the prince or the new owner. Yeah. So takeover rumbles on. There's still mystifyingly no information in the public domain about this, which is yeah I mean there's really very little for us to say because there's just Mm. no information out there I mean it's like it's almost like there's a legal reason preventing this from being in the public domain which obviously would be highly unlikely to be a a good reason (laughs) Um, so let's hope that's not the case and um, I don't get and I've been sort of throwing this over in my mind like a pancake (laughs) 
That's terrible. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I can't work. I've been looking at other clubs recently and when they got took over. I think Hull, for instance, in November. Uh, yeah, I think it was November they got told that the news came out, should I say, that these Turkish owners were coming in for them and stuff. And that took two and two, basically two months to do, two and a half yeah. months or whatever. Uh, and they were under embargo as well at that point. And then the new owners came in. And interestingly, maybe interestingly, they didn't actually have their embargo overturned until the deal was completed, mm. even though, whereas we've been told that the new owner is putting money in right now. So that's quite interesting, maybe, in terms of the what they may have got these owners. But at the same time, that took two and a half months. I think Coventry took six weeks, but that were an absolute desperate situation. Um, and I think Bournemouth, I remember the guy at Bournemouth who he actually went and watched Bournemouth play before he owned the club, you know, a month before. Mm. So these things do take time. The time level of this is not worrying me whatsoever. The big worry for me is that we don't know who it is. And that could be a good thing. I'm doubting it is, but you know, it yeah. could be. But is it a consortium? Is that why we've not heard? Is it not just one man? Is it a man who's a face for backers in the way that Henry Maroos... The, the elusive Henry Maroose. Maroose, Maurice, whatever he's called. <laughs> it doesn't exist. But is it is he just a face for, you know, these for, for backers? And that's why we've not been told who it is. So up in the air and it's so Sheffield United, isn't it? I mean, I can't remember. I'm trying to think like when Wednesday got taken over and stuff. Did Chancery just sort of buy the club on the day or were they rumblings before? I really can't remember. Exactly. My... my... Occam's razor explanation for this is that the vast majority of our local media don't have good ties with the clubs at all and maybe I think that's true so mm. that and the national media just don't give a crap about it it's like we we are an insignificant speck on the national footballing landscape mm. so yeah. nobody nobody's digging too deeply like uh, you know local media either can't or won't for whatever reason um, and national media just don't care so that's that's probably the most likely reason why there's very little information out there about this. But yeah, let's let's hope. I mean, yeah, we want to know this new owner is not a maniac, basically. That's all and, I uh, care. I've be, be, have slightly with... more money than the prince. Yes, and yeah. don't be a maniac, and yeah. ideally don't come from a background this is of like this human is rights low, abuses or anything. I... Allo, our former chairman, have put our expectations. Just don't be a maniac is, is good enough. Now, to see people talk about the Monsieur group or whatever they're called, the Egyptian billionaires, I'm not expecting anything like that. If we could get an owner who can keep a solvent till the end of the season, take the Premier League money, use the Premier League money in a better way than we did last time, mm-hmm. that'll do for me for, for, for the short term. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, just to put a bow on this then, yeah, embargo, it's it's pretty embarrassing. I think that was the word you said that mm. Four Blades said. Yeah, it's, it's not what I expected United to be. And, I, I, you know, I'm not under any illusions about the amount of, uh, like, uh, not liquidity. I don't, I don't know what the financial term is. But, you know, how much cash we actually have in the bank is, is very minimal. Like, it's all been yeah. borrowed against in, in the past and things like this. So... Um, yeah, I wasn't under any illusions about that, but I didn't think it was at this kind of stage. Um, you know, as, as you sort of alluded to, most of the uh, business decision, decisions the club have taken recently, like financing a new player, financing a training ground, suggests that we have cash to pay bills. Um, but apparently, that's not the case. And maybe it's yeah, maybe it's semi-related to the takeover. Although it doesn't sound like it's totally related to the takeover, from what um, Nathan Hemingham has been saying about it. I think from what what Hemingham said today, if people have not seen, it's really worth reading his uh, Q&A today. Um, mm. He says something along the lines that this has basically been going on all season. And yeah. the club have known about this all season. I imagine Eckingbott has known about things like this all season. It's just that this one's actually come to light because the EFL... I imagine this is not our first warning, let's just put it that way, from the EFL. Probably um, been in dialogue, yeah. Yeah, and I imagine they said, just pay up. And, and like I say, I'm hoping it's just something as simple as the Prince saying... I don't know how long these things go on for. I don't know like, how long you can be in an embargo before it becomes, you know, you get into the horrible side of points deductions and things like that. I don't even know if that happens. And I don't know how long you can go without paying clubs or contractors or whatever it is before you get into serious trouble. But my guess is that Prince is either thinking, you know, this take is going to happen, takeover is going to happen in the next month or so, or if that doesn't happen, as we'll get on to, but good little segue. <laughs> we are very, very close to getting promoted to the Premier League, even at this stage. We are indeed very close. Uh, yeah, it, it, embarrassing. I was annoyed by it. I, you know, wondered if there'd be any impact on the like 
atmosphere around the club. Obviously, it was on the the day of the game was when I found out about this. It happened the, the night before. Um, unfortunately, it didn't. It, uh, if anything, I suppose. Well, I can't say it had a positive effect, but my my sort of like ultra optimist. I hope it's like this thing is like. Do you know what? It's just been a bit too easy for United recently. Like we're cruising through all these games without playing particularly well. What we need, as you mentioned last time, we need a bit of jeopardy. We need something to get behind to feel like things might suddenly take a turn for the worst. Didn't totally feel like that at the ground, although it was a better atmosphere than we've had for quite a long time, I thought. And um, yeah, yeah, this is this is our game with Hull City on Friday night. Our, our better performance in recent months, probably the best performance since the World Cup break. I think. Any any others spring to mind? No, I think that's it. I think you're right. I think we've, yeah, we've put in 20 minutes in early games where we've probably looked as good. I think this were. I think for the majority of the first half, I was really pleased, and I think the second half, I keep seeing people say, "Oh, we're really good," and I get this. But it, they had a lot of ball in the same way Stoke did, but they were a bit better than Stoke. But they were better than Stoke. But once again, it's another game where. Wes has had to go to the floor once, you know what I mean? He's had to like make one save, and that's it. And you mentioned last week, we are seemingly, certainly against the, the lesser sides in the league, just fantastic at holding them off and keeping these wins, and that's why we've won 10 out of 12 now, is it? Is, I mean, it's so many, I'm struggling to keep track, to be honest. Um, I think it's something like 10 out of 12, and then maybe something like... 16 out of 18 wins something like that we lost to Rotherham drew a QPR but then we went on a run before Rotherham so it's something like that yeah it is absurd it's incredible um, by the way like we, we take this for granted but yeah. it's absolutely insane yeah we do um, yeah I wasn't I mean Hull were exactly what I thought they'd be like yeah. you know, a 16th place team in yeah, the championship yeah, yeah. with a on a nice little unbeaten run under a new manager um yeah, I wasn't overly impressed or unimpressed with them. They, you know, they they looked okay, I guess, but they were chasing the game from the third minute. And as you said, Wes made one save, which was very clearly offside. Like, what am I missing with this? I mean, the guy's like three yards ahead of the last defender. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wes fortunately yeah. saves that one. I don't know. I looked over. I'm skipping about it, but I looked over at the linesman, and he he sort of looked like he was gesturing at the referee, like play on in terms of like all right I was going to put my flag up but play on I don't know if that's actually true um as in I don't know if my interpretation yeah. of that is true yeah, but um yeah you know Seri's a nice player uh but I knew that already like from when he was at um was it Fulham last season actually yeah I thought you yeah. were really good uh Seri one of the better players that we've come up against he this is season. on some yeah big bucks by the way like <laughs> if you think we've overpaid for some players recently yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to be on some serious he's about 32 in now or something like that i read i didn't know we're that old yeah it's been around for a little bit i mean fulham signed him the last time they got promoted i think yeah um, yeah 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 and then obviously it's been yeah up and down since then um yeah not uh, i don't know not not a team that worried me in in the slightest i, I guess i am pretty chill in a lot of these games but mm. again you know teams they, they they're chasing a game they win corners they put crosses in we head them away we kick him away wes catches them you know they have a yeah. shot from 30 yards that wes just falls on nice nice and calm i thought we defended superbly all yeah. the way through the game they gave us very little threat at all i think i think they had two shots in the box in the second half so and both of them were sort of you know headers kind of scuffed well wide so yeah, not not really anything concerning me going the other way. In terms of our performance in the first the first half, particularly, I mean, just we really did carve through them at times. And some of some of the movement was fantastic. And yeah, it was only it was just a shame we were only one nil up at half time. Really, when you think some of the chances that we had. Yeah, I think it, for me, we're one of those. I don't know if it's because we'd had more drinks before the game or a bit more confident than normal, but <laughs> I just felt that. Even if they'd have scored, as long as we like had enough time, we'd have stepped it up. I thought we were, I did think it were a better performance. I thought even the second half were a better performance. To be honest, I thought mm. we created more chances than we have been doing in second halves of game. And I, yeah, that that you know, I think it was a step in the right direction performance wise, definitely. Yeah, which is weird to say when you've won so many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. And this is what I, I'm really low to be critical at all because. It's so hard to do what we're doing, especially in a league as unpredictable as this. Mm-hmm. You look, I mean, people might say it's a rubbish division and all this sort of stuff. Well, maybe that's the case, but on paper, we're not any better or much better than Watford, Norwich, 
you know, Middlesbrough, West Brom, but we're so far in front of them at the moment because the consistency levels are fantastic. And yeah. as I said, with that, even without everything going off off the pitch, I, I can't praise the players and the staff, uh, coaching staff enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned some of those other teams there. So, us and Burnley played on Friday night. It, it panned mm. out perfectly because it yeah. was one all as I was leaving the ground between Burnley and um, West Brom. And by the time I got to the pub, Burnley had scored a late winner. Pointing is 16 points. 16 points ahead of West Brom. This team yeah. that is one of the, you know, the teams most talked about to catch up with us. Yeah. Watford, who are third, draw at home to Rotherham. Yep. All right, we lost to Rotherham, but Rotherham are towards... Rubbish team don't pick three points up against Rotherham. <laughs> <laughs> Blackburn finally drew a game away at Bristol City, who are 17, yeah. so meh. Norwich, like, congratulations, you won a game. Um, <laughs> the, the only team apart from... Uh, well, no, they were the only team in the playoffs to actually win this weekend, weren't they? Now, now look at it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because Middlesbrough lost to Sunderland wrong. yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you can't ask for anything better. I've seen people, you know... What West Brom are 10th, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, 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 if they catch us up, we're not finishing top two. Because I don't think they're going to finish. But they might finish third because they're only three points off Watford, weirdly. 16 points behind yeah. us. Yeah, this is what I mean. And, and then the goal difference as well. And I know that can change. And people say, well, if we lose four in a row, that goal difference is going to go down and the other teams are going to come up. But it's a, it's a lot. It's mm. 21 goals. Is it? No, sorry. 19 goals. Uh, we plus twenty four over who over uh, Watford. Over Watford. Sorry, I'm yeah, talking. yeah, nineteen yeah. goals better. Yeah, 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 nineteen goals. It's a lot to turn round. Yeah, it is. Um, it was almost yeah. It was pretty much the perfect weekend. You know, I think most of us expected Watford to beat Rotherham. They didn't. Uh, Blackburn, you know, boom or bust. Not that interested in them. Middlesbrough, I thought probably would get something at least. At some, I was hoping for a draw out of that one in terms of like if Sunderland. Just take some points off them, that'd be good. Mm. And uh, yeah, a few, quite a few people thought West Brom might might knock off Burnley, but no, us and Burnley continue to cruise. And I, I think it's, from our point of view, I think it's really important that Burnley keep winning because it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so demoralising for the other teams below us to not even, you know, not even have either of the top two places to really think about right now. You know, if, if if Burnley stumbled, for example, and suddenly they started to get reeled in, all these other teams are going to start thinking, actually, we can catch them. And maybe their mentality shifts to go all in to try and win every game in the regular season, mm. rather than thinking bigger picture, we're only going to make the playoffs. So let's just manage our way through the rest of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's massive that both those teams continue to win. Do and, you know what? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the league now. I didn't realise this. If Lou, they've got Millwall's got a game in hand, and so have Lou. Um, Mm. Either one win that, they go third. <laughs> like on merit as well, you know. We, we, yeah. All everyone will play the same games. Luton have got Cardiff at home on Tuesday night, not this Tuesday, Tuesday after. Just looking at the fixtures now. Yeah. Middlesbrough Watford Saturday. Mm-hmm. Lose that, can we? Yeah, a draw would be fantastic. I think just to you know keep keep them both at bay. Yeah. But that Luton, by the time we next play, because we'll play before everyone else next Saturday, could be our main challengers in third. Yeah. <laughs> Quite easily as well, because I think they will probably beat Cardiff. So, yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, even then, they'll be a long way away because we keep winning games. And uh, yeah, we got, I got what I wanted in this one. I saw got Daniel Jebison starting up front, and Illiman and Jai was fit, which was mm. great to see. Uh, we had an yeah. inkling that would probably be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. club sort of said like, yeah, he's, he's fine, but you never totally know what fine means with you. You know, know especially Eckingbottom as well. Like, mm. I understood people. He said, right, he's fine. And all the comments, well, that's him out then. <laughs> that's him sold. <laughs> I, feel like, yeah, I, do, I do totally understand like what, yeah. what they meant by that. McBurney coming back, he didn't look fit whatsoever. Looked knackered at half time, warming up. I don't know if you saw that. But, <laughs> like, that yeah. could barely run at half time. Uh, but I think he, uh, just him being back and being available is fantastic, even if you just throw him on for 10 minutes, you know, at the end or whatever. But I think the biggest thing to come out of these last two weeks, and he's made the embargo, uh, you know, in a fundamental sense, worthless is the former Jefferson and what he's come up with. Because I thought he was fantastic on uh, Friday night. He was, yeah. His first start since, what, like Stoke away, maybe? Uh, no, we were Watford away. He, we were on the bench at Stoke, came on. Oh, of course he was, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Cadger and Brewster, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so, Brewdog scored, didn't he, so? Yeah, yeah. First first start for a very long time. Um, after coming on the back of, as we said, some pretty pretty solid, at least, cameos off the mm-hmm. bench. Um, yeah, I thought, he was, I thought he was very good, like, 
obviously he gets a goal. He does uh, waste another chance, if you like, the keeper saves a one-on-one. But the fact he's getting in those positions and just generally being a physical threat and being very involved, yeah, really, really pleased with him. Um, you know, not not like, oh my god, he's amazing. This, you know, the the next Stillman and Jai is right here or anything, but could be a viable starter for us is is a massive deal. Um, I mean, I've talked about it before. If he could just get like five goals between mm, now yep. and the end of the season and just take the pressure off some other players that would be really massive but yeah I um, I was very impressed with him as well really really good showing from him yeah I thought I think another thing that I didn't really it's bizarre this because he has played for us a few times he's a different striker almost to the one that I thought he was I thought off the ball he were really good you know closing down and stuff like that he's, he's a little bit more pacey than I thought and is is sheer height and stuff? Is is he's got all the makings of being a really top striker? He's not there yet, obviously, but he's only nineteen. And yeah, I'm really it's really calmed my fears because I was the same as you that if we don't get a striker in January, then we're going to be struggling because we don't know when McBurney's going to be back. Billy Shaw's thirty-seven. Jefferson had shown nothing up to that point. Asula couldn't even get in the Derby side. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying that's it. We've cracked it with Jefferson, but Jefferson is doing. Probably more than what we wanted from a loan play. We said just get an average championship <laughs> striker in who can you know chip in with five or six goals. And Jefferson's got two in the last two, so yeah, yeah. it started. So yeah, um, all 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 credit to him because he's had to, he's had an injury. He's had to wait. I, I think a lot of fans were sort of thinking, does this guy have what it takes? And he's mm. definitely shown now. He, I mean, I think even if McBurney's fit, Jefferson deserves to lead the line against Rotherham just because of his performances. Yeah, I assume he'll start in the cup as well. Um, certainly, I would. I would keep him in there. Um, yeah, I think so. We should be. Yeah, we've got another week after that as well. So rather, I mean, it's not as if we've got a midweek game or anything. Mm, yeah, exactly. So this goal comes after three minutes. His first, uh, his first goal in the league for us since uh, since his debut, uh, mm. and just a oh, such a good team move in it. Um, yeah, Armadotic pl- plays a one-two with Bogle out on the wing. He pulls it back to Injayu. Uh, maybe a little bit fortunate the way the ball breaks from Njai to Jebison, but he's still, you know, committing defenders in Jai, and it, it ends up being another assist for him. I think he's got like six or seven assists since since we came back from the World Cup, which is just absolutely bizarre. Um, and Jebison just very uh, very instinctive, like one touch, and then just yeah stabs it into the net from close range. Great great start, and then we had those a couple of other really good chances as well. One where uh, Bogle gets in on goal, you know, from like a whole launch mm. of counter-attack and Wes actually runs out and clears it and Bogle stays on side and takes a magnificent first touch by the way have you watched this back? Yeah absolutely yeah, I watched it on the behind the blades as well which is mm. an even better view um, fantastic touch and yeah pokes it home Yeah I don't, I don't know what he's doing with the finish it looks like it's going well wide <laughs> it hits a defender as it happens Yeah yeah. Um, sorry I meant yeah go on I, meant, I didn't mean he pokes it home but you know what I mean he tries <laughs> pokes to yeah. it towards goal <laughs> Uh, Berger, who I thought had a, a, a much improved game, he's still not like a dominant figure. But like when you watch again, this is what I want on Berger. When you watch the highlights, yeah, he's, yeah. he's very involved. Uh, I'm glad you said this because I was the same as you. I'd probably give him a six out of ten. And I watched the highlights and behind the blades, and I'm thinking, actually, we're amazing, Berger. So <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just like gliding past people. But yeah, that'll do. That'll do for me. I don't. I, I, you need to. We want him to be better, but the way the team's functioning and stuff. Yeah, at the moment, it's an improvement of, for him doing fifteen to twenty minutes worth of really, really good work and massive. You know, he had a massive hand in what should have been the second goal with Jefferson again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's 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 definitely playing further forward in this one than he has done in the last couple. That probably owes a bit to having Doyle in the team uh, for McAtee, um, who mm. I thought was solid as well uh, on the left of midfield. But yeah, Berger he, he wins it in the final third. Good bit of aggression. Perfect through pass to Jebison, who uh, I don't know, maybe it just takes it a bit too early, ends up firing it straight at the goalkeeper. Um, a really good chance from that. Doyle had like a 25 yarder, which I thought was really well saved by Ingram. Mm. Like he was just creeping into the bottom corner. Uh, Berger did miss a good chance with his head, which, you know, doesn't really surprise That anyone, is, a, I was laughing at that on the eye. I didn't realise <laughs> how, how much of a bad header that was, to be fair. He's was... he, he, such a. Like a child's header, you know, like when you're like <laughs> ten and you just just learn it. I don't want to head the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, uh, so, yeah. I think that was from Jevison's ball as well. When it was a good, 
Good little setup so, by yeah. Jameson, yeah. 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 And uh, he, on the run, Berger heads it over the bar. I thought that, so, in the first half, I thought Bogle, Jebison, Berger, and I, all, I don't think any of them were 10 out of 10 or anything like that, but I think they showed that if we can keep those four, or those three fit in Endai, Berger and Bogle, we're going to cause a lot of problems for most teams, even if it's just yep. in flashes. Yep, 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 completely agree. Uh, second half, not so many chances. Um, Jefferson had another good shot, like where he gets in mm. on the side of the box and hits it straight at the keeper. And then, uh, do you want to talk about Andy Giddings' commentary for this late shot this. from Jaden Bogle? I was going to tweet and I forgot, I sent it to you, obviously. Bogle's half volley, or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. And look, it's a good effort. I, I don't think it's... It wasn't sort of one of those you think, how's oh, that stayed out, though, was it? And Giddings' <laughs> commentary is like, Bogle! <laughs> <laughs> like, as if it's like, going to be one of the greatest goals of all time. <laughs> and he was like, fairly comfortable save keeper, <laughs> eh? Like, like, so, uh, but yeah, if you anyone see the watch the highlights back and listen to Giddings' commentary and Bogle, it's like... I mean, I knew it weren't going in, and even I was jumping up. Oh, it's got to, I must have missed the goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people want out of Martin Tyler when they uh, win. This is I don't. I, this is what I'm going to tweet. Actually, the, we've got Martin Tyler. You know uh, who scored that fantastic. Rashford scores Rashford, a fantastic yeah. goal, and Martin Tyler's like, yes, and it's a goal uh, as if it's a throw in. <laughs> and then Giddings is getting excited about a shot straight at the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very good bit of commentary. Definitely recommend people looking it up. Um, I, th- I think this happened before uh, this Bogle uh, effort, but Hull go down to 10 men when one of their substitutes, is it Benjamin Tete? Benjamin, Benjamin Tete, right? yeah. 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 Uh, I've heard of a Hull fan say that, um, I think it's from Four Blaze, they said it, the only reason they brought McBurney on was to get him sent off. Like, well, what? <laughs> Yeah, mission accomplished there. So we, yeah, McBurney does come on, and I should say we finished this game with Basham in midfield, uh, Ben Osborne also in midfield. Uh, I feel like we had someone else fairly. It was a bit like that was. Mm, I have to admit, sharp these up front. Sharp up front. When I mean, yeah, I, I understood Osborne coming on because that's what he normally does. He works hard. When Basham came on to midfield, I were a bit what? What's going on here? And I, I forgot Basham were playing for about 10 minutes, actually, when he came on. Yeah, yeah. yeah a bit, I guess it worked, but, um, yeah, a little, little bit strange. Um, but, yeah, McBurney is on, and uh, there's a, a free kick for Hull, and McBurney sort of... They're kind of, like, shoving each other, aren't they? And McBurney's obviously jawing at him, and uh, Tetty takes, takes the bait, thrusts his forehead at McBurney and gets sent off for it. I mean, I suppose fair play to McBurney for not react like you know not throwing himself to the ground he didn't really do anything did he he looked almost like i don't know personally affronted <laughs> that this guy had tried to headbutt him but yeah but also a bit like well i'm not backing down from that i don't know if you saw again the whole fans we as we you know people have read the pre-match view which might come on to later uh, yeah. quite an odd bunch uh, they were like saying but birdie needs to get retrospectively banned what what for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a, a an off the ball tussle that yeah. turned into uh, like a face to face confrontation, turned into a yeah. headbutt, and uh, yeah, pretty clear red card. But Bernie gets booked as well for his for his involvement in it, which is one man who should have undoubtedly been sent off is Chat Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned this. Like, well, when you say should undoubtedly been sent off, like what for? Probably for throwing someone into the Earth's crust. Like, uh, <laughs> were it Slater? No, it's Connolly. Connolly, of course. He's, he's not averse to... Massive apologies like, to Slater if I'm mixing up with him, yeah. <laughs> Connolly's, uh, you know, not averse to being on the floor, should we say. So yeah, Jack Robinson was literally giving him a helping hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, I didn't, I didn't notice this at the time. Like, Because uh, he got booked for this, Robinson, didn't he? Yeah. And I, uh, in, you know, my... Poor and pub addled view from the from the cop. Um, I was furious because I thought it was a free kick the other way. Uh, I thought Connolly had got hold of Robinson's shirt, and I couldn't believe he gave a free kick to Hull and then booked Robinson. And then we got back to the pub afterwards, and uh, I saw the video. Clip. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, this is incredible. You did a fantastic. Uh, I say a fantastic challenge as well, didn't it? You know the yeah yeah. And he goes straight through and yeah. Um, Classic again. There's been a lot of classic Jack Robinson games recently against teams who were not offering that much going forward, but like a bit of a you know trying to make it a scrap. And I think it's it's probably come at the perfect time for him to come back into the team for the last couple of games that we've had. 
Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's obviously he's playing for a contract, and he's playing hard. I, re- I really appreciate. It. I'll, I. I want to be careful how I how I like talk about this because I'll appreciate it a lot less if he missed times one of these and gets yeah. on the card. Yeah, on, on Tufty Club, he were like, "You're stupid, like what he's doing." I'm like, "Stop being such a grown up. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> living so relentlessly in the real world. Another man to the ground as hard as he can." <laughs> yeah, I don't think you get sent off for that. I mean, we didn't get a penalty for it when Scoogle got, uh, you know. WrestleMania to the ground. That's very Bradford true. We time. could put that up as evidence, actually. We should always yeah. have that in our back pocket, saying, you're going to give a pin for that? What about this? <laughs> Just to pull the phone out, like, with the yeah. clips. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did it at QPR last season, if you remember. He did a similar kind mm. of wrestle move on uh, yeah. on their right back, I think. I like man I'm... in the team. Hardest man in the team, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but it's Wes, anyway. You are sorry. Uh, he was Wes Fodringham. I don't know if you remember last season where he did his Q and A, and they said he was the, mm. the hardest man in the team. And he said either Jack Robinson or McGoldrick. So obviously McGoldrick's gone. So unless yeah. McAtee's solid, then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, de- definitely would be. A, I put my money on Jack Robinson for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I like the aggression as I said before. Uh, yeah, you know we're not going to be pushed around. We, we've got some yeah. some uh, very tidy footballers in this team, but. There, uh, yeah, there's a couple of enforcers as well. I appreciate that because we've had some, we have had some proper powder puff teams in recent years, haven't yeah. we? Where yeah. you look around and you go like, you know, where's the, where's the? I'm, I'm going back pre Wilder here, really, but mm. where is the aggression in this team? Where is the physicality? Where is the, the spine, if you like, to stand up for your teammates if you're getting pushed around? Well, we have got a lot of that at the moment as well. And Bottom is very into obviously the Forest away last season. Whatever you think about what he did. It riled everyone up, and it arguably worked in our favour. And things like that, we saw Norwich at home this season. Sometimes that, you know, throws weird things like that, throw things in your advantage. So. Yeah, what did they... I can't remember they did, Norwich. They did something really stupid, didn't they? Like, they, they basically died, wound the crowd. You know, Billy, he presented Billy Sharp to Deadbolt at him, I think. Oh, died that was it, yeah, when they were 2-0 yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, and I think Sharp did do a pretty heavy tackle after, and everyone went, come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we should, should have won that game, really, but... Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm all right with that from Robinson until it goes wrong, I suppose. Mm. So yeah, yeah I, I just want to put that out there of like I'm, I'm going to be hypocritical on that in future. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it right now because yeah, uh, yeah we won. It was only a single goal win, but uh, pretty comfortable. Although I've got to say, full time, uh, an almighty fist pump from me because yeah, definite, yeah, big yeah, big yeah. win. Felt felt huge, like with the. Uh, the embargo news. Mm. Um, knowing, I guess, knowing we're going into a little break with the cup game coming up. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, getting through this run of games, you know, just keep winning games, keep grinding out the results, and every every game we win now, that sort of magic number for promotion comes down and yeah. gets closer. And, and I think because we yeah, played the day huge. before as well, you know, you've, mm. done, you've done your job, and we play before again on Saturday, albeit only hours well, before, but again, yeah. beat Rotherham. The teams below must be thinking, what's the point? <laughs> They're gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've very... listened to a lot, I listen to a lot of second tier pod and uh, not the four four two Benjamin Bloom and all this, and they all say that it's a done deal. Obviously, we're not going to say that, but I think if you're looking at it from a neutral's point of view, it'd have to take something. I think I, I honestly think we'll probably need to win eight out of the last eighteen. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, that's exactly what uh, pretty much what I said to my dad. I think as full time whistle went like just need to win eight more games and. That's probably going to be it. What's that? It's another 24 points. So, uh, what are we on at the moment? 57, I think. Yeah, and we've got so a difficult one. To one. Yeah, but I mean, so is everyone. I mean, there's yeah. half the season left. Everyone's got to play these teams. That's completely and true. Then, I think when... there's a month. It's next month, isn't it? February. And I think we've got West Brom, um, Luton, uh, Watford, Middlesbrough. Uh, and I know we haven't got Burnley. So, but we need points. We need and point. most of them are at home as well. And most of them are at home. Yeah, yeah. And we'll lose one of them. I'm pretty sure we will lose one of them because, as I said, what we're doing at the moment and Burnley, in fairness, is incredible. And the way things are going, it's going to be the highest two, the, the highest points total that any two teams have got at the top. Wow. If you, if you know what I mean, like so, Burnley will finish on 106, which is what Reading got, but then we'll be not far behind them on 100 or whatever, you know. So. <laughs> Imagine finishing second with 100 points. That's what I mean, yeah. So that, but that's the way it is going at the moment, you know, and the projections yeah. and stuff like that. So it will be the high. I think, I think at the moment we're actually projected to get 96, 
And I think yeah. Burnley is something like 102 or something like that. But no one's ever finished second on 96 points. Like I said, that wins the league like nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah if, if we get 96 points, I mean, we'd probably like be promoted by the end of March or something with like seven yeah. games left. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's say we win the next five, which is not going to happen. Well, I say that. <laughs> we should just keep winning. But I think that's it. You get, you know, you stop playing the reserves, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's great, mate. I'm, I'm, you know, I had a great time on Friday. Yeah. Enjoyed the pre-match, enjoyed the performance, enjoyed the win, went out for a few beers afterwards, see all the results coming over the weekend, you know, could barely have gone better, as no. we said at the top. Yeah, fantastic weekend. The only uh, thing hanging over the club is this, obviously the transfer thing or whatever, mm-hmm. get that sorted. And I, I think we can really enjoy it because... I mean, there's a lot of people who say, like, can't get carried away. And I listened to Red Off, and they were on with a Wrexham fan. Uh, fantastic, actually. And he was, like, basically saying, you know, in, in when t- your team's doing well, lose it. You know, go for it, because it doesn't happen all that often. And yeah. if we, if the best-case scenario happens for United this season, it's highly likely next season's going to be a bit of a bit of a slog, shall we say. So yeah. just enjoy it. Just enjoy winning these games. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully getting promoted, because I, I bloody love getting promoted. It's great. Yeah. It's like, it is the, the best feeling I've had in football. Um, and yeah, I'd love another promotion part at the end of this season. Uh, yeah. Any other, a couple of quick notes about this game. Kit combination, mate. This is this is yeah. not good. I'm not, I'm not colorblind, so yeah. I really empathise with people who are. Maybe this actually is a good kit combination if you are colorblind, but... <laughs> It's not if you're not like don't have team two striped teams with the same colour shorts going up against each other, please. It's like I don't know. I found it particularly when we were attacking the far end and like if we were you know putting a cross in or whatever. I was just like I ain't got a clue what's happening. Yeah. Here. I, I have no idea who that's gone to if it's us or them. I'm just going to wait to see if there's a cheer or if the ball gets kicked <laughs> yeah. back towards this end. Is this just me? Did you have the same thing? No, nah, I wasn't as bad as that, but I do know what you mean. I, I did put a comment to someone. I said, I thought it was 1-0 to them, actually, until one day after and I looked at the score. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, Liam is colourblind. We've made the podcast with him, and he really struggled with it as well. So, I think... I'd, I don't understand it. It's, I mean, obviously, there were the one last week, weren't they, Man City-Southampton? Turn that off. It was it in my head. I couldn't <laughs> physically couldn't tell who was who. I just don't know. Just do you know what I mean? There's you've got three kits. I'm I sure just... there used to be a thing where you couldn't wear like the same colour shorts. Like because we used to play, we'd end up yeah, playing in like red yeah. shorts a few times, which always looked really wonky. So I don't know. It's minor complaint. Anyway, um, Hull, one of the all-time great view from mm. I thought in the pre-match yeah. build-up. Do you want to? Just tell people about this in case. I mean, I, I think everyone knew about this, but just in case, go ahead. It's really the, the pre-match view was mostly about Hull, Hull City fans complaining about how many scarves they'd had nicked by United fans in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not read it, that probably sounds as insane as the actual view from actually was. But yeah, we're getting the view from it's like I think we'll win. They're very confident as all they are. Um, who's laughing now? Um, but yeah, they were uh, they were all like so, and then all of a sudden this just yeah, and he nicked my scarf as well. And I remember this. There was one guy who were like, I still remember the guy's face, and if I ever see it, I'm going to knock him out. It was like forty years ago, mate. He's yeah. probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's they obviously deserved it for nicking the scarf. Yeah, it was bizarre, but I I heard so many people talking about it. Like during the game, there was a. Uh, I don't know, there's a guy sits in front of me a few to the left and he was talking to his mate about like, oh, they've all been saying that we used to nick all their scarves <laughs> and all this. And I could almost see, you know, in the in the pub before, and a few Hull fans in there and they've obviously got scarves on. They did have scarves on, didn't they, to be fair? Yeah. yeah I could almost see people like nudging each other and having a, like nodding at the Hull fans. <laughs> like, like, I think that's my way of going into an embargo, I think. I think all City fans have like complained. So we give all the scarves back. We're not coming out of an embargo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, the um yeah, the, the the like I said, the atmosphere was a lot better, I thought, a lot more singing from United and uh it looked like someone in the away fans was causing much amusement to um Oh the flag the wrong way around, weren't they? Yeah, and I think he was waving it at the south stand and being confused as to why everyone was cheering him every time yeah. he waved Even his own fans, there's this close-up of it, I've seen him. Even his own fans are laughing their head off. And he, he just has no idea. He's looking around, going, giving it the old, 
coffee bean handshake to the to the uh, to the uh, to the Elm fans. I'm like, as if I and he's just got. He's, you can see he's so confused. <laughs> Why are they all cheering at me? <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was very funny. Um, and yeah, a nice uh, a nice uh, uh, further three points for the Blades. Um, for, you know, a little a, a trickyish opponent, I guess. You know, I, I wasn't I that impressed with with Hull, but they have been on an unbeaten run. There is a. It is a bit of a derby, you know. It's it's not really for United, but you know, away fans treat it like a derby, and that does. I think we all said before the game. We, I mean, to to you know, throw us all under the bus, me, you, and again, and I think even I think your dad actually did go for a win, but we all had a draw, didn't we? Yeah, I felt like it was probably going to be a draw. Just I don't know. I just thought. Yeah. We, I thought eventually we were just going to get stung in a game. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but no, we we deserve the win, uh, and on we go. Um, Next, it's the Cup, so we get a two-week break from uh, league action, and it is finally uh, Ryan Reynolds, finally, I don't want to say finally, is Ryan Reynolds-Wrexham in the FA Cups on Sunday on BBC. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. this I, I can't say that I'm going to be that bothered if we lose, to be honest. I, I think I'm, I'm just looking forward to it as like a, a one-off uh, occasion. Um, obviously, sold out ages ago um but yeah it just feels like a, a free hit let's let's see more of um you know jebison and a few others i suppose in a, in a game like this yeah i mean i'm really ter- it's phil parkinson as manager so it's you know you i mean i'm not i'm this is bad for me so I, I hate people just make sweeping statements about teams they've not seen i ain't seen wrexham all the season but i've seen phil parkinson's teams play football before yeah. and i imagine it's going to be a bit of a clog fest just based on that um, I'd like to keep him die away unless he's going to have it and then we'll get him injured for a couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, he can't go but now I think um, I, I'm, the only thing I'm concerned about I'm really looking forward to this game because I don't really if they, if they beat us a bit like the Barnet game I don't think it's going to affect anything in in the league and I'll massively you know give a massive congratulations because to beat two championship teams you mm. know to get to the fifth round up as a conference team or a national league team is incredible so um I'm really looking forward to it. I wouldn't risk and die. I I think I'd like to. Say, I think it'd be very similar, to be fair, to the team that played at Millwall. Though. So I think yeah. it will be. But I didn't realise actually that they they also made four changes to the Coventry game when they beat them. So there's a, oh, right. there's a chance they don't go full strength. I think they will with it being on the TV and everything and being at home and a big crowd. But we'll see. Yeah, they're sure they have to. I mean, you know, in terms of their league position, they're joint top of the national league um, with a game they've got in hand. Yeah, I guess in a weird way they sort of have. Um, yeah. I, I looked at their home record. I mean, I know you know this because I sent it to you, but they've won twelve out of twelve in the league at home this season, averaging almost four goals a game. That's mighty impressive. So yeah, they're top of the national league. This is not uh, it's not your your regular non-league team we're going up against. So they'll almost certainly be a football league team next season. They're obviously uh, riding crest of a wave form wise, yeah. momentum wise. So yeah, it's not going to be. Uh, I'm not expecting a, a stroll by any means, and yeah, you throw in Phil Parkinson as well. It could be quite a physical game. What I remember, um, by the way, what it does remind me of, and you, it's just like you've been talking there, is remember when we played Russian and Diamonds under Warnock? Oh yeah, and they were very similar to Rex. I mean, they were a team on the up that had a lot of money pumped into them, um, and they were obviously going to be a league team soon. And we really struggled with that. I think we got thrown pens in the end. So is it a replay? I think we know. Yeah, yeah, replay. Yeah, yeah went to the yeah. Old- yeah, I went to the home game. I think it was one one. I think it's the away game, and I think I think we drew that one one as well and got thrown pens. So, yeah, better teams than us have lost to worse teams than Wrexham in the FA Cup. Yeah, but um, yeah, on a on a scale of like emotional worry, I suppose I put this far yeah. below Hull at home and Rotherham away. I, I just yeah, yeah I, I'm just uh, yeah, don't play in Jai, please, 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 please don't play in Jai. Um, obviously, Norwood <sighs> and e- obviously Norwood and Egan will play because they always play. Uh, I would have, I thought probably Jebison and Sharp up front, I would imagine. Obviously, Sula uh, will still be suspended. Yeah, of course he will. Yeah, yeah he, he can't play. In the, oh, he's come time to play. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's scored. Um, yeah, so that would be that'd have been fantastic, actually, if Sula would have been fit. I'd have absolutely played him and Jebison up front mm. just to see you know, see, see how they were getting on, see how Sula's improved after his loan. But like I say, I mean, we should probably talk, actually, about the Endai situation. situation, I say, speculation. <sighs> I just don't see it. Not I'm, I'm always a bit reluctant to write these things off because I have been like, yeah. A- occasionally, I've said like, oh, this just seems like complete nonsense, and then yeah. something actually yeah. con- concrete actually comes out about it. But I mean, th- this just smacks of tabloid journalists going, 
you know, quickly, let me just type in who is the top scorer in the championship, right? Oh, and Jai, he plays for Sheffield United. Oh, they're under an embargo. They must be in financial trouble. <laughs> right. Let me just think of a team who's uh, struggling and could use a new striker. Everton, that'll do. Right. Here's a story. We're pre- Everton are preparing. What does this even mean? Preparing. You see, the I feed? think. I, my, my own. Th- I think Everton will have looked at him and probably will have scouted him, along Definitely. with about 50 other clubs. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I don't think. I, I, because like people are saying, well, you know, I, I think there were a guy in S2 who said, I know for a fact that, um, you know, Everton were looking at him along with Villa and Southampton. We take that at face value. But that's not a surprise for me no. whatsoever, because why would you not be looking at this this guy? Yeah, we would be extremely negligent as a, uh, certainly as a non-Big Six team, mm. to not be looking at Njai and yep. several others people in the Championship. People are looking at Berrett and Diaz. Exactly. He was looking at better than Diaz last season, and he's far better than him. And that's not no offence to Diaz. I think he's a good striker at this level, but you know, and Diaz on another level. I, I, I saw. Do you know what was really bizarre? Watching Man United Arsenal, um, and I, I saw Weghurst up front for Man United, and uh, Niketia. To be fair, he played well. Is it Niketia? Niketia, can you know? I'm Niketia. and I think he's improved massively from his Leeds days. But I was looking at both of them, thinking, do you know what? I, I think they above both of these. <laughs> And I'm probably being really, really biased, especially with Enketia, but certainly get Edo Weghorst. I don't know what's going on there. That Weghorst signing feels like money laundering. It's just, just like the most bizarre signing I think signing he needs a different man, you, and he's, he's an option, you know, big guy up front, the boss Ronaldo and what have you. But He's, he's there Gary Medine, is he? But Yeah, and, and like even someone like Tottenham, I don't think he's as good as Kane or Son, but he'd be the first reserve there, you'd have thought. You know, I'd like to yeah. come in and... I, I keep think, look, seeing Everton, Southampton, and I just think this is not me being biased. Illuman and Dai is too good for us, and I probably get hammered for saying that as a United fan, but he is too good for us. But he's also too good for a lot of the teams that are supposedly interested in him. If I were him, I'd bide my time, even if it's till the end of the season, even yeah. if he wants to run his contract down. And so, even if he uh, even if he wants to sign for Everton, I think it would be uh, beneficial of him for him to find out which division Everton are going to be in next season. Oh, absolutely! Because, uh, yeah, if Everton yeah. stay up, yeah, I can sort of see that if they've got a plan in place. I mean, they're, they're terribly run Everton, but if they if they've got really a plan, terribly run. yeah. But if something does happen, they get a plan in place. I don't know. They get someone stable in Dyche or even someone exciting like Bielsa. He might want to join that as a project. That's fine. Right now. If you're going to Southampton and and you're going to Everton, I think you've made a really bad choice because you've just basically well you, you you're running the risk of putting yourself a year behind on your career. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's you you're basically going to be looking for a move again in six months. I yeah. imagine. Yeah, uh, but, mm, slightly longer six months. Villa, I can sort of understand. I think he's better than Villa. Mm. I can I can understand that, but yeah, that makes more sense to me. If it, if it were Villa, I'd be more worried. Yeah. Should say the noises from the club are that uh, there's no expectation yeah. that he will leave, and I'm pretty sure I saw it reported the other day. I think it was from like the Star or something that um, Njai expects to stay for the rest of the season, um, which would obviously be great. And then uh, yeah, he can he can leave with with our blessing in the summer if that's what he wants when uh, when he's fired us to promotion. But yeah, 15 million to join a team that is bottom of the Premier League and is a total mess on and off the field. That. That looks like bad business for everybody, to mm. be honest. Well, everybody apart from Everton, I suppose. So, yeah, if if it is a true rumour, then uh, fair play to them for trying, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and they sat the manager as well. Yeah, so they'll probably get better now. But um, yeah, the, the process is behind. Maybe you're not writing off Frank Lampard. I saw someone uh, say that Leeds manager Leeds is not going. Their manager Yank Lampard because they want him sacked. <laughs> 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 oh Terrible. dear! Still, still got the dream, haven't we? That um, we could go up and replace Leeds and or um, Forest. Forest would do really well. Do you know what? I put a tweet out saying about I was slagging some Forest fan on it. It looks like he's come back to bite me, to be honest, because he was saying, you know, fantastic recruitment. I'm like, yeah, you bought the league, you don't want to game, but I saw that the recruitment's been absolutely ridiculous. I have to admit, um, but they look like they're all right. Um, Bournemouth, mm. a team that sort of. Give me a, a slight bit of hope next season. Weirdly, the fact that they're not—I know the bottom three. I think they will be down. I think if we go up, we'll probably take a very similar approach to Bournemouth have. And I think what they're trying to do is, you know, get the club stabilised again this season and go for it again. You know, next season and maybe come back up in a stronger position. I imagine if we do go up, unless Yon is a multi-billionaire, which I don't think he will be, I reckon that's what we'll be doing. 
but they, they've sort of, they're in with a the chance. They're not getting hammered. Do you know what I mean? And I'd, I'll settle for that. If we're competitive next season in the Premier League and we end up going down, as long as we spent the money wisely, yeah, you know, we just take the pain. Yeah, indeed. Well, there we are. We're back. We're back to money to finish things off, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, very much, very much in the news at the moment. I'm just frantically. I don't know if you uh, saw Reckonbottle by the way. Where he said something about what's happening above uh, the embargo. I don't know, I ain't got enough money to sort it out. <laughs> I love the idea of the prince saying, can you just give us five million, Eki? Like, just... <laughs> oh, by the way, something it. I do want to mention, because you mentioned it on Four Blades, uh, Beer Shot, obviously, were an embargo um, in January. Yeah, it must have been January. Um, earlier this earlier this month, and all of a sudden, they got a 10 million injection. Do you remember this? Yeah. I, I've read since off a guy called Purple Rain off S2 format, who's a Beer Shot fan who comes on, and he seems to claim that the prince wasn't the person who paid this bill off because I saw a lot of people saying well if he's paid them off why would he not pay us off but mm. Beershot are not owned f- fully by the prince he owns 75% and he was sort of suggesting that you know th- this bill has been paid off by the guy who owns the other 25% again it's all speculation but that's mm. what we've got at the moment isn't it? because we've got nothing coming out of the club uh, indeed first uh, first proper like misstep under the Prince's sole yeah. ownership of the club. And people like, did it, they get him out. That's it. <laughs> <A> soldier. <laughs> so we, we. I mean, I like to think that you and I have fairly balanced opinions, and we, we've been quite aligned on this. You know, the sort of you can't really argue with a lot of the decisions that have been made by the club under, uh, yeah, under Prince Abdullah's sole ownership, particularly. And you know, think we're certainly in a better position than we were in whatever it was, twenty thirteen, when, yeah. when he joined oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. joined United. I think but, been um, I do get yeah. the people who say he's been lucky. We've got an unbelievable manager in Wilder when and a run that mm-hmm. I don't think any Premier League team will go on, any championship team will go up, get top 10 without spending massive amounts of money, which is not something we did. And to be fair, Burnley did the same. It's very unusual that happens. So we're lucky for that. We're lucky that McKay seemingly tried to outflank him and that's why he got the sole club. And it seems like he's bagged himself £110 million or whatever he sold the club for. So... Well, as you said before, I'd rather have a lucky owner than a good one. So, yeah, um, but yeah, my, you know, most things have been good uh, under his ownership, uh, but this ain't good. Like, you know, it's pretty embarrassing, and uh, yeah, yeah, it 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 could have bigger implications. Even if those implications are simply, you know, we can't sign a player on loan in this window, and then we have a striker crisis again towards the end of the season, you know, mm. injury wise or something like that, and yeah. we look back on this and be like, if only we just paid that bill, which. I'm sure we could have raised this money if we needed to. This like... is what's so frustrating. Said, again, I think Philip Forbelay said this. We could have done it in such a more sensible way, I'd have thought. Mm. But we haven't, and we've left ourselves open to, right, rightly, you know, other fans saying, well, this is not fair. <laughs> yeah, and just general distraction that we don't need. You know, everything's going so swimmingly, yeah. on, on the pitch particularly. It's, uh, it's a distraction we didn't need as a you know our own fan base and for everyone else to kind of point fingers and go like hang about what's going on here maybe it will have some yeah maybe it will make teams less less willing to to deal with us on a mm. transfer perspective i think that's true i think while over the prince is there now other teams are going to be thinking well this guy didn't pay i just like you know if, you, if i lent you 100 pound and you said i'll pay you next month mate and then you didn't and you said i'll pay you next month though and then you didn't <laughs> i'd be like i'm not lending this guy 100 pound again <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just fantastic. No, that's not happened, by the way. I'll be on front of that that thing that used you know, that clickbait site. Blades podding row over £100. <laughs> Loan deal. That, yeah. Blades pod host says this player is terrible. No, um, anyway, uh, another win back. for the Blades. <laughs> Sorry. I said bring him back. I used to enjoy those things, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it gets sorted. I was really hoping we'd... Uh, yeah, we'd have got it resolved by the time we press record on this today, but apparently not. And just a quick look online, doesn't seem to be any other developments. I've just just been looking just now, nothing. There's a couple of once again, I've seen someone just put, it's very imminent, this this takeover. I don't know, mm. this guy's in the know. You get a bit like sort of excited and then you go, oh, it's not happening, but yeah. Pay yeah. bills, please. My only sort of thing to, to the fans is... I, 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 I just don't expect anything... If the takeover comes through... I wouldn't expect a multi-billionaire. I think the, the the realistic best we can hope for right now, because the prince is willing to sell to anyone, is a guy with hopefully some background in sport who is not an idiot. <laughs> um, I mean, you could say the prince had background in sport, but you know, someone who who's who's sensible with the club, 
and then hopefully he can sell it on and that you know and we can get a, a, a billionaire in them but i think at the moment as you said just don't be a don't be a maniac yeah there we go that's a big a good podcast title if uh <laughs> if, if dembargo blades wasn't sitting right out there for me um, but yeah don't be a mean maniac indeed right mate what uh what, what to plug before you finish you, yeah, you're saying the the wrexham view from you You've got your work cut out by the sounds of it. Yeah, I thought I'd go on to the Wrexham site today. I thought I'd get a few views. Four, four, I mean, is it? 45 pages long. I'm on it now. 45 pages long, the the, the match thread already. It's Tuesday. <laughs> so the, I think it's fair to say they're very, very excited about uh, the upcoming game. And as I said, the only thing I've gone from back to front, so the only thing they said at the moment is that we deserve to have points knocked off and stuff <laughs> for embargo. So it could be a spicy one, judging by that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that's on Sunday. We'll be back after that one. Um, hopefully, by that point, we have more clarity on takeover news mm. and uh, this this outstanding debt that's uh, hit us with EFL sanctions. But um, yeah, that's that's at roysviewfrom.com. Uh, you can follow yourself at Panchero on Twitter and follow me at BladesPod. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything, mate. In it, so just uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And thank you as always for your time. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.